Blog Talk Radio. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. We have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. George Bush has invoked a new world order without denunciating a new American purpose. Bush kept said, and it's a phrase that I often use myself, that we needed a new world order, and instead it looks like we got a lot of disorder. Today we take an essential step in defeating terrorism while protecting the constitutional rights of all Americans. Preventing mass terror will be the responsibilities of presidents far into the future. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. These are not simply words written into aging parchment. They are the foundation of liberty and justice in this country. This is an ideological battle. Some people believe in globalism, others of us believe in national sovereignty. It's a contest between ideologies, whether we believe in our institutions here, our national sovereignty, our constitution, or are we going to further move in the direction of international government? It's just knowledge is out there. If we look for it, you'll realize that our national sovereignty is under threat. Everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here. I understand the times in which we live today. 
uh, got some uh, members here of the Republic here that we're going to connect here. Uh, Jim and uh, Roger, I, I see your hands up there. And what we're trying to do here is we're going to uh, open up the platform here. This is basically an introductory podcast to um, a, a, an extension arm of what we do on Tuesdays. But we're going to present the case to the American people. And hopefully what we'll do is we'll we'll bring forth citizens alike and others that we can basically lay out the crimes that have been committed against the American people. Now, this is very, very important because how far this will go and will this be a voice for the people, I don't know, because everyone has their prejudices and their dislikes and their own particular ways of wanting things. And look, if you want this country to end up like Ukraine, then just keep right on going the way you're going and keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a pretty good job of it if that's what you want because things are just not going to be okay. We're in trouble, and there are good people out there trying to save us and help us and steer us in the right direction. Are you one of those people? Are you going to partake in this journey? I know everyone is, what's in it for me? Everyone's heard the talk. Everyone's afraid to talk the talk. And then you have others that are out there doing their own thing. We've got to stop doing our own individual thing. I know we got our YouTubers out there. we got our Facebook Live people out there, and everybody wants to be on uh, the 15 minutes of fame, and everybody thinks they got their awesome reporting show, and they're going to speak the facts. You don't know the facts. Most of you do not. There's a very few that do, and those that do usually aren't on social media or other platforms telling us about it. But we are, and we're going to tell you the facts, and we're going to explain it very clearly. And those that are not here with us and those that don't wish to participate, shame on you. Shame on you. Because really, when the founders started this thing, when our republic was born, it was less than 3% that, that really formed this country. And then the tag-alongs, you know, went along with it. And uh, we gave you a republic if you could keep it. And apparently we've lost it. So now we're trying to give you back the republic if you want it. So it's up to you if you want your republic. So, again, those that are listening, those that listen to the archive, I would start trying to tune into the live platforms if you can and start listening and paying attention and following uh, along with these podcast shows that we're, uh, we're, we're implementing here because we are going to move forward here with restoring the republic. So hopefully you'll join us, you'll be with us, and you'll come along with us because you don't want to get left out in the cold. So I'm going to connect Roger and Jim first, and then maybe they can outline their, their, how we're going to go about this. And it's very important because we're going to call upon, I'm call upon the military. Uh, I'm going to actually probably call the National Guard also here. I've got some uh, inf- uh, phone numbers here. I'm going to call them and pose some very serious questions that are not asked by the average everyday person. And I'm going to do that. Don't get scared now, people. Now's the time. Because if you want your country to be like Ukraine or, or, or Somalia or, 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 or torn up and destroyed, everything brought down, and believe me, America's not that far from it. Jim, I'm going to connect you and Roger. We'll go first, go first Jim. Go ahead. Well, hey, uh, you're on good board. E- good evening, Joe. Good evening, Joe, and good evening, America, and those listening around the world. 
um, yeah, what we're going to embark on here is a new format. Um, and um, I'm going to hesitate to call it like a, a Judge Judy type format, but it'll be similar to that um, with some twists. A lot of people have their prejudices or their belief system, and um, there's no change in it, and, and good for them. Um, and so they don't even consider other alternatives other than the, the, what they have already taken in and assimilated. And we look around us in the Patriot community, we see various groups fighting for various rights or against various infringements, and it's all around us. And um, so what we're going to do is we're going to allow uh, those issues to uh, come before the judiciary of uh, your republic and those who are in uh, the judiciary of uh, our republic, Justice Waters being one of many. And the case will be heard in a short format, given maybe 10 minutes or so. Believe me, we're just ironing this out now. Um, But they'll present their case before the judiciary. The judiciary will respond according to what that individual case would look like within the republic. Now, let me explain. There is the law of nature and nature's God, which our Constitution and our, our, our lives are based on. We have four seasons. We have water. We have air. We have certain things. You take the water away from plants, they die, no matter how much air you give them. And that's the law of nature and nature's God, just common sense, practical law. And that's what our forefathers gave us through the republic. And the color of law being the law of man, and you hit a home run with your introduction because George, old Georgie boy, told us flat out, this is not the laws of nature and of nature's God. This is the laws of the new world order. Well, he said it in a different way. He said the law of the jungle. But he referred to the laws of nature, didn't he? The law of the jungle. So he hit it dead on. He told us straight up. But we failed to get the impact of his statement, and we're living it today, folks. That being said, then we intend to give the public opportunity to participate in the chat room and um, in uh, the live uh, where you can dial in and get in the queue. And we'll attempt to get a voting system set up that's fair and honest and accurate. And we'll engage you, the listener, the people who choose to engage, who would like to hear these fine points and and understand the world in which we live today from this perspective and uh, understand what was intended to be your birthright and instead has been stolen from you and replaced by the New World Order and their agenda. And so we hope it's a an engaging conversation with the American public and uh, they can go through uh, the channels to communicate with us through you and and uh, if they have a case or something they want to bring before the judiciary, uh, they're fine to uh, present their case and let us review it and uh, we'll take it from there. But uh, hopefully it'll be educational and entertaining at the same time and of course it all depends on you 
the listener to engage and own your reality. Justice Waters, I'll turn it over to you, sir. Thank you, Governor. Thank you, Joe. You know, America, in the republic form of government, the Constitution is the supreme law. One of the things about the Constitution is it has a a little thing called the Bill of Rights. One of the Bill of Rights gives the right for a trial by jury. That would be the people that know you, your peers, the ones you work with, everyday people. So when we present all this, you, the people, ultimately get to be the jury. The findings we will present, the evidence we will present, what comes after that belongs to you. You are the ones who have to say guilty, not guilty. If we present the evidence and it's overwhelming and you can't dispute it, then a guilty verdict must be given. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to go into their courts with their judges and say, we need you to find the corporate government guilty of this particular crime because he works for that corporate judicial system and you never bite the hand that feeds you which they get fed by the corporate government. We understand that. Only somebody with a, uh, intelligent of, of below plant life would try, even try to attempt something like that. So as the governor said, we're going to present to you events and things that have transpired in the last, you know, maybe 15 years basically since this last administration took over, what they've done. Now, we have our laws, and they have theirs. And their law is is called U.S. Code. And 18 U.S. Code explains a crime that can be committed against the government and the people, and then the alternative of what comes next, which is the penalty. You're going to find that everything that we present to you is directly a crime from U.S. Code. Right now we've got 13 charges, roughly 13 actual weeks. It may go longer. Things may happen before we get done in real time, and, you know, the thing with Hunter Biden may show up. Who knows? The way this corporate government is going, things are happening on a daily basis. We're going to present it to you. You have to make the decision. In the same time, you have to understand that we, the Republic, are here for you. We represent you. We don't represent a foreign nation like the corporate government does. We don't do our work for China or Russia or Ukraine. We care less about them. We care about you, the American people. We need you to listen and understand what we are presenting is they are committing crimes 
and acts of crime against you. And we're going to show you the proof and the evidence of that over the next 13 to 15 weeks, starting next Roger. Roger, yes. I'd like to interject here just one one question now. The military, the the military itself, is there anywhere in the uh, law or the military, I've been trying to do some research on it, where does the, or the posse comitatus, where, is there anywhere the, the American citizen, for instance, can call upon the military to interject? I mean, the military, we always hear about the military sitting there, and, you know, and they're a separate part. Of 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 the branches of government. However, where what's the military? What's the rights of the military personnel? Number one, because we we're, we're going to be bringing up this uh, vaccination thing too, also. But what's also you know the, the, you know I I've looked up much on the military history, uh, the Uniform Code of Military Justice, for instance. Uh, I looked up um, the uh, United States versus Seeger, the Vietnam War, Welsh versus the United States. Um, uh, um, when the First Amendment is not preferred, the military and other special contexts, uh, the University of Cincinnati Law Review 56 in 1988-779-843. Um, I looked up the Law Review 59, 2007-1-71. Basically, you know, when, but I can't find anything where the military will can be assembled by the citizen it always reverts back to the president or the vice president or the um or the congress uh nowhere can the citizens itself can assemble armies or or call upon the u.s military um so uh, what, is there anything in there that where the military i can't find anything from back in president turner's days where how does the military or like the orloff rule uh, for instance, um, uh, stuff like this. You know, what, where, where, where can we? How can we get the military to interject? Because it's going to have to have the military involved somehow, some way. Because the police departments are all corrupt, and they don't have a, a order like like the military, that discipline like the military does. So what what can what can what can we do about that? Basically, I kind of lo- gave you a loaded question there, but it's something that has to be answered. <laughs> well, let me start with question number one and sixty-five. Um, <laughs> you know, first of all, the UCMJ uh, is the military's constitution. They don't have the constitution like we do. When you raise your hand and take the oath at the APES building right before you go to boot camp, you gave up your constitutional rights and you fell under the UCMJ. It's a lot stricter. Uh, you take orders from the commander-in-chief, which is the president, that trickles down through the Joint Chiefs all the way down through your command and your lieutenant and then your sergeant or whatever. The orders that are given a lot of times are ordinary off, you know, orders, go sweep this, go mop that, whatever. Every once in a while you get an order that would be considered unlawful. Now the UCMJ says you carry out the order, then you ask questions. But now what happens, this is a a morality issue, what happens if the president gives an order for the military to go into a certain town and just start killing civilians? Does the military follow that? Well, we've got to understand that the military works for the citizenry. Their job is to protect the citizenry. 
Under the Constitution. Okay, okay, okay. But that, that's, what I, that's what I wanted you to hang on. That's what I wanted you to get to now because that's where people are asking me questions. Where is that said? Where is that written? If they work for the citizenry, then where are the, can the citizens say, hey, we have the de facto government. They're unconstitutional. They're tyrannical. It says in the Constitution we can abolish it or alter it. That's what it says. Without having a violent uprising, doing it peacefully and lawfully, how can the citizens call upon the branches of the military to say, hey, we have so many citizens here. We're citizens. We're sick and tired of Washington, D.C., what they're doing. We have these charges brought against them. We have these grand juries that have brought forth evidence. How can we get to execute the arrests of these politicians? Okay, number one, the Declaration of Independence in the second paragraph gives us, the people, the right and the duty to overthrow a government that is no longer following the Constitution and the laws set down. Number two, that would become what they, we'll just say the Biden administration, a coup. Because, see, they're supposed to be over the the military, but there again, that becomes an unlawful order from a sitting president. If we can prove to the military that the sitting president is actually taking his orders from China, then he is no longer lawfully the commander-in-chief. He's lost his seat, so to speak. Now, you got to also understand this. As commander-in-chief, of the military, he also falls under the UCMJ as well as the Constitution. He's under both. So whatever is not in the Constitution that we could get him on as president may be in the UCMJ, and that's what we got to work out and study. However, in the short term, the people rule the republic. The people do not rule the corporation. We have to persuade the military that what is happening is not constitution or constitutional. They, the military, took an oath to defend the Constitution. That is their number one objective. If they fail to, to defend the Constitution, they have broken their oath. They don't like to do that. They don't like the sounds of that. So we have to convince them that in order to fulfill their oath and under the U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, says it's the, the government of this nation that guarantees a Republican form of government, not the Republican Party, a republic, what we are, form of government, where we are self-governed. That is what the national government is supposed to protect. And if it's not there, it's up to the military to bring it back to us. That is their oath of office. 99.9% of the ground pounders in the Army and the Marines, the sailors, the guys in the Air Force, they never heard that. They don't know it. They aren't taught that. They're just told whatever the president says, you do. That's all they know. Follow orders. 
And so it's our job, the people, to convince the military that their oath is being broken by their commander-in-chief, which then violates his oath, and therefore they can work for the people as a whole. And that means that, now you got to understand, there's a difference between the standing army, which is what we call the four-branch military, and then you got the state, which has the National Guard. What the National Government did back in the 30s was they took away the rights of the militia from the state and called it the National Guard. It's still a militia. It's owned and operated by the governor of the state. The president really has no say over the National Guard. Every time he calls out the National Guard, he has to write an executive order, which means there's nothing in the Constitution lawful enough to make him order the National Guard. That belongs to the state. That's who we got to go to first, is the state's National Guard. Why? Sixty-some thousand of them just got fired by, by Biden because they refused to take the vax. Now, just, I want you to think about that. These guys decided at some point in their life they were going to put on the uniform of this nation and they were going to be proud, hold their heads up high. They were going to protect their family, their land. They were going to protect their cities, counties, and states. And they were going to protect this nation at all costs. They raised their hand. They took the oath. And then you got some sitting president who wrote up something that's not even a law called a mandate, which is a wish list, and he fired him because he didn't follow him. Now, that is case number one for the military to look at and say, that is an unlawful order, and we do not have to follow it because it does damage to the people. And my job as a military is to protect the people. And that's the avenue we got to go with that. We got to just not just prove to the military, but you know, to the Joint Chiefs as well as the people themselves. That's why you hear all the time, well, they're corrupt. They do this, they do that. Okay, show me the evidence. Nobody does that. You were saying that before. We're going to present the evidence. I'm going to present dates and times and places. So we're going to show the listeners, we're going to show the people, and hopefully we're going to show those in the military that are listening. And before anybody asks the question, there is nothing anywhere in the UCMJ that restricts any military individual from listening to a podcast like this. Nothing. It's unlawful for them to give that order. Why? Because it's the people talking to them. They have that right. They just can't break the military code of justice after they've heard something. Now, if the entire military decides to take down something, if you get my message, then they are acting on behalf of the people. And that is probably where we are standing right now because the people themselves have allowed this to go on too long. 
writing your congressman, calling up your senator's office, writing them letters will do you not one bit of good. They don't care about you. They work for another corporate government called the Chinese Communist Party. So we got to get rid of what is there and replace it with a constitutional government. That's a republic. I yield. Governor uh, Jim, you want, you want something you got? Yeah, I know you wanted to jump in there. Yeah. No, that's well said, Roger. Yeah. Let me share a little different perspective on the issue. Maybe people can get a, a little different understanding of the predicament in the days in which we live, Joe. Uh, I love that title. Um, literally, our forefathers created a, a trust or a foundation, an entity, uh, for their offspring. And the because of the wars and so on and so forth, they were put in separate to the world and to the, the crown from which they came. And that trust then that was created was generational and in perpetuity and recognized, you know, in fact, by the Jay Treaty, uh, our very first treaty with uh, France. And so with that then, this governing entity came in under their law form and took control of the trust and over the decades the the people lost knowledge of the fact that they in fact well, had well an Jim, interest Jim, in the let me, trust. Jim let me get interject here because I get pounded I'm getting pounded by some questions here by some people. Uh I have to because uh, you know it's important that the people interject. Sure. I see a couple callers here. I'm gonna get to you right away, I promise. We have to get to the root cause of what's destroying this country from within, and the it's bankers and the people and the – yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, but we got – I just got time permitting. I understand. We're going to lay out the cases. Tonight's just the introductory show of how we're yeah. – of what we're going to be doing. I don't want to lay out the entire case, though, for the people because of the people that are listening no. tonight. But what, I just want to explain to them that what we're going to be doing and, and the people – and the, that we are going to go after these people that have caused this – caused – uh, the, these wars that are behind the crashing of the economy, the, the ups and downs of financial twists, the bankers, the uh, the uh, Zionist groups that you talked about the other night, uh, that they, these evil people that that are, are are destroying our country from within, and and trying to create a, glo- a new world order. Now, one person did that question: What about going on in Ukraine and stuff? That's not our problem. What's going on around the world is not our problem. We're concerned about here in America. Okay. Now, if there's if there's crimes being in, uh, capitulated with other countries, that that they shouldn't be. You know, like Joe Biden in collusion with China. We already know that, and and and, and like we already talked about that. But I don't care about Australia's drought problem. I don't care about Pakistan's uh, food problem. I don't care about India. Friends, friends, uh, friends with all alliances with none. Just like George Washington said. Okay. So, that's, so those questions right there just nullify those right there, right off the bat. So I just wanted to put that out there, Jim. So just go ahead. I got a few callers, Jim, but go ahead. I'll let you continue on. Just go ahead. So, so anyway, to sum up where we left off is the people now are recognizing that they own their, their tr- future through this trust and the Bill of Rights that protects that trust. And we're wanting to get control of that trust back from the lawyers. 
basically, to make it real simple. And so that's the battle that we, the American people, are in. And then that's, that's spread worldwide also, and other people are revolting and coming against that same entity that's trying to control their trust. So what we're going to do is our first guest uh, will be uh, well-known. She's been on your show, uh, retired uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sandy Mariki. Uh She's physics professor from the U.S. Air Force. Uh, she's retired, so she works on the civilian side for the Air Force Academy. But she's had an ongoing battle with them over the jab. And she kind of got caught up, I think, maybe in that same sweep that the National Guard people got caught up in. And um, anyway, she's going to bring her evidence and uh, where her platform is and what she's done. And she'll that's going to be on Tuesday, uh, correct, Governor? That's going to be on Tuesday. That's Governor, that's on Tuesday, Tuesday right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, because people are asking me about that now. Okay, all right. Yeah. And uh, Justice Waters will comment on it from and the judiciary from the Republic side, and then we'll open the polls to the people and let them decide. You know who's right, who's wrong. Tell us your perspective, and uh, you got an opportunity to engage in this in a lawful, peaceful uh, manner. And uh, we uh, we invite everyone to participate. It's your country, your future, and uh, this is part of your trust that you need to learn to manage. And with that, all you. Hey, Jake, all right, can Governor. I just all right. One quick thing. Yes, uh, I got callers. I see you waiting patiently. Okay. I appreciate it. Go ahead, uh, Roger. Go ahead. Okay, just real quick here. Just understand, America, under their system of law, if you pay taxes, then you own the government. Just remember that. I yield. All right, all right. Um, the problem is that their taxes are made out of monopoly money, uh, Federal Reserve Banking Cartel. Go ahead, private caller. You've been waiting a Hey, Joe, good topic. I'm glad you're hitting it, man. Yeah, we're going after them. We're going to start opening the floodgates here, and we're going to start getting the uh, – uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh, get how we can get the military involved here. And, I mean, like I said, I opened up with the, the little bit of research there and the law, how we can use the law, because enough is enough. And we have people from the military that are on board, but we have to find them the law. We've yeah, got I to, wanted you know, we've to got answer to, your you know, question as best okay. I know how to, because it's a very important question. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Sarge. You're there. Go ahead, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to answer as best as I can because it is an important question. And everything about the armed forces, who controls and who commands the armed forces, always comes down to the chain of command. That is always the first thing. It's the first thing, in fact, when I went to basic training, on the first day was the first thing they taught us about the armed other than saluting and standing at attention. The next thing they told us on the first day, was a chain of command and who we would take orders from. And they wanted, that was one thing they wanted us to know absolutely from the very beginning. And the chain of command, of course, always starts with the president. And by the way, according to the Supreme Court, the president is not subject to the Uniform Code of Military Justice because that's what Bill Clinton tried to say when he was being sued by Monica Lewinsky. And it went to the Supreme Court. And they said, no, Mr. Clinton, you're a civilian. You are, yes, you are commander-in-chief of the Armed Forces of the United States, but you are not subject to Uniform Code of Military Justice, and that is the determinant as whether or not you are a member of the Armed Forces. So they kind of put the kibosh on that one. And also the vice president is not in the chain of command either, unless 
the president was to delegate a task to them, instruct a uniformed personnel that I have delegated authority to the vice president for this immediate purpose, and you'll take your instructions from that person. But still, the vice president is not formally in the chain of command. The chain of command goes from the president to the secretary of defense to the uh, secretary of the respective services, whether the secretary of the Army, Air Force, Navy, Coast Guard, Marines. Well, and Marines is the Navy. And then it goes down to the first uniformed person in the chain of command. And by the Goldwater-Nichols Act of 1986, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by law, cannot command any combatant forces. So they are not in the chain of command. They are the chief advisor to the president. They are the highest-ranking persons in the armed forces, but they are not in the chain of command. They are the advisor for the president. So they're out of the loop. Now, if you want to look at the – see, so given the fact that the chain of command is inviolate as far as the military is concerned, it's the first thing to ask. Now, your question as to how can civilians get the armed forces involved in this, and I don't think they directly can, but here's how it could happen. You look at the oath of enlistment for the enlisted man and the officer. The officer, the enlisted man or enlisted person takes this oath of office, oath of enlistment rather, not office. I do solemnly swear affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, and that I will obey the orders of the President of the United States and the orders of the officers appointed over me according to regulations and the Uniform Code of Military Justice, so help me God. Now, notice that. Take note of that, particularly the requirement to obey the orders of the president and the orders of the officer. Now, here's what a commission officer takes as their oath of commissioning. Notice they don't use the word enlistment. It's the oath of the commission they take as officers. And this is the oath they take. I, and then you put your Social Security account number there, having been appointed an officer in the Army of the United States or whatever service it is, has indicated above in the grade of, and you say the O-1, because, you know, officer could be like a, uh, a medical doctor be appointed in O-3, captain, whereas lieutenant be O, or second lieutenant be O-1. But whatever your pay grade is going to be, you put in the grade of O-1, O-2, O-3, O-4, whatever your appointment is, do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office upon which I am about to enter. So help me God. Do you notice there is not an admonition to obey the orders of the president or the officers appointed over you? There's a reason for that. Because they expect an officer to take initiative when given an illegal or unconstitutional order. There's a specific reason they put that there that they don't put there for enlisted personnel. Now, assuming this is true, which is why they always are supposed to strive to put persons with integrity as officers. That's why West Point is so big on integrity. That's why, you know, other, even in ROTC and OCS, they're big on that, uh, character and integrity. The hope is that such persons, such officers, will assume their responsibility to short-circuit any illegal or unconstitutional order or an order that harms the security interests of the United States. But as a practical matter, 
as far as the chain of command goes, no civilian, other than the ones I mentioned, has any authority in the chain of command of anyone in the armed forces of the United States. No senator, no member of the House of Representatives, no governor, no nothing. And as far as the militia goes, the militia has been atrophied by virtue of the Dick Act of 1906, which created the National Guard. And before that, states, most of the states had fairly strong militias, state militias, and all that, and they maintained them. And legally speaking, most every state still maintains a militia act and has the authority to create its own state militia. But because the federal government gave them the National Guard, which they pay, which they equip, which they uniform and everything, and train and everything else, most states have allowed their militias to simply atrophy, with the exception of a very well, few. Well, I was speaking to a, a guy down in Florida, uh, a part of the militia, and a state legislator down in um, uh, Florida. And they and they they were coincided with Governor DeSantis there uh, of what's going on, and they have and they started this process in 2020 actually because they saw what was going on. This uh, what we're trying to do here is formulating the militia and the power of the militia and delegating the power right. to the militia to to basically the municipalities to shut the municipalities down and nullify the codified laws that are on the books that are unconstitutional and okay. therefore but what 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 but what what I'm fearful of what you just told me was is that is is that um, we, we have to avoid the same problem we came into in 2010. Is questions are going to arise? Is what happens? Are we going to have mutiny? Are we going to have bubble bursts in the chain of command? Are we going to have uh, 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 conflict? Are we going to have violence in the streets of America? Uh, uh, Jay, we don't, Joe, don't understand you know? something. And this is important for everyone to understand. Every single state in the union retains its authority to create a state military force. There is nothing in even the Dick Act that created the National Guard, the Air National Guard, the Army National Guard, and all that, even that did not negate the state's power to create a, a, a state militia. Most states, uh, in, in fact, they even organize them in the classes of militia. The organized militia would be the uh, National Guard, so to speak. In almost every state, they call it the organized militia. The unorganized militia would be every citizen subject to call up under state militia laws. And the state militia would be a formally organized force with its own rules, its own structure, and its own organization. Now, most states these days don't really have that. Texas has one. It's one of the exceptions. Even it's kind of um, neutered, but it's there. The, the framework is there. Some other states have things similar. I, I think Arizona has one that's somewhat. We have it here in North uh, recently, Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, North Carolina. But it's kind of rare. But every state retains the authority to do it. What you need to do is to insist upon, through your legislatures, to have a formally organized, trained, equipped, and structured state militia that is an actual state military force subject to the authority of the governor that cannot be removed from his authority by federalization other than an act of Congress, not the president, but only an act of Congress could call up a state militia. And, and this, so a civilian uh, force 
that would back this up because the problem is, is that, you see, I'm worried here because I forgot, I can't remember how we went about it back in 2008 and 2009, and then, it was, and then they started doing it in 2010. I kind of I backed away from it a little bit. But there was uh, with the Restore America plan, and they had the uh, grand jurors, grand juries form, form, and they served all 50 governors uh, across the country. But the, but I, I, then they got some. Uh, they had to get. There was money issues, and then the Hague. I, I remember Governor Jim. That we got involved. They, they went to the Hague, uh, the World Court and uh, World Bank, excuse me. And there was m- money issues started coming involved because the Federal Reserve would not would would not support the uh the republic and i remember that was a big issue so because the federal reserve is a central banking cartel and they're obviously have another agenda which is the new world order so they're not going to you know they don't want america to be sovereign so uh so uh, now you start getting very very now we're starting to get into uh questions here where you know look you know you're talking we're talking big stuff here you know, we're, yeah. uh, we're not talking about overthrowing the government. So don't go, don't anybody no, start no, no, initiating, you know, no, no. that's we're, not what we're, we're talking, talking about, about here. a state militia force that is answerable to the governor and is outside of the control of the federal government under normal circumstances. The problem is nobody wants to pay for it. And it would have an added benefit, by the way, of strengthening the Second Amendment, because that's the reason we got the Second Amendment. That's the reason right there, to form, to be, for the citizen of the state, to be able to participate in the well-regulated, meaning well-trained, well-disciplined, well-organized, well-equipped. That's what they meant by well-regulated. The well-regulated militia that is necessary to the security of a free state. That's what it is. It's literally about weapons of war and having a true militia where the militiamen provide the weapons that are supposed to be presented when they call up the militia service. That would strengthen the Second Amendment as well as being a valuable addition to the security of the free state. I think everybody who's serious about the Constitution should be pushing for this to reenact the militia to what it was originally before originally was before the Dick Act was passed. We have too many we have too many groups out there and organizations that are that are going now we're going to have hotheads out there and this is the problem that aroused in 2010 because we had the Tea Party back then and 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 we're going to get too many splinter groups and it's going to break off and that's what I'm worried about again we're not trying to overthrow the government oh, no, here no, Joe, because the state, well, uh, if you're going to have a real state militia that's answerable to the governor you're going to set up military regulations for it that's what every state yeah. militia used to have. They had a military Wait, are we regulation. talking martial law now? I mean, no, uh, that's no, no, where no, on the no, brink no, of martial no, no. law. Just to organize and create it and structure it. That has nothing to do with implementing martial law. We you can't have mob rule like January 6th, though, either, Sarge. Well, no, you implement you know? martial law with that force that is properly trained, equipped, and regulated. That's what you use to implement martial law if it's necessary. You don't have people yeah. just running okay. around so their own, about that. saying let's they're malicious. That, uh, I, got a, I got another caller here, 863. I got another caller. Hey, guys, I got another caller, 863. So just uh, hang on. I got another caller, 863. Uh, uh, Governor, you want to say something real quick, and then I'll get to 863. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly, Sarge. You got it. You're right on the money. And what the Republic was, a grassroots effort of all 50 states to step up and occupy that format on a world stage for the people. All we need to do it lawfully and legally is to swear allegiance to the Republic and to become a participating member of our society 
and take control of what our forefathers created because it's collapsing around us. And that gives uh, the governor of the republic the lawful authority to organize the militia as you and it's all done lawfully and legally and you're right it has to be done on the rock of law not on a foundation of sand we have to do this right and that's why we're here is exactly. so everybody every can get state this is right free the first to specify time. structure of its militia the rules governing the militia how they're called up their their own state uniform code of military justice if you will and it's up to the state Everything. to do it as long as they do it in accordance with the constitution and with their state constitution there's nothing to prevent it but okay on our platform, all right me... we already have the world recognition and backing yes. And, and it was only we were only a couple states away from being able to treaty, which we were a few years ago, and then things fell apart for us because of infiltrators coming in and disinformation war. But that being said, we have a lawful standing worldwide recognition, and if you guys want to do it lawfully and legally and by the book, then here we are. All I need to do is do it. That's correct. Okay, I'm going to bring on 863. Uh, been waiting here for a little while. Um, I had uh, two other callers there. They dropped off, but then they called back in. So press 1 if you want to get back in there. Uh, 863, go ahead. I think I know who my message is. I recognize the number. Go ahead. Hey, Joe. Been a minute. How you been, brother? Hey, how you doing? Long time I haven't heard your voice on here. <laughs> yeah, I just got your text tonight saying you're going live. I, I a little spikes here and out a twist, if you don't mind. Um, sure, I've been listening to what everybody has to say. You know, the we need to follow the rules, this, the Constitution, that. But I feel like I'm I'm listening to an old version of Newsmax or OAS. Why is everybody out there looking to their right for somebody else to fix a problem that is inherently our problem? I don't care what the rest of the world is doing. I mean, we're living in a country right now where the Supreme Court of the United States justices are under attack. Just to give one example, they're being threatened. They're being threatened with killing, murder, all sorts of things of degenerate nature. And our Jewish Attorney General, Merrick Garland, who is an open Jew, has vowed to do absolutely nothing about this. Who exactly is it that we're looking to mobilize. Why are we not addressing this problem ourselves? It seems this is a conservative Achilles heel, in my opinion. Name your Trump supporter, name your any Republican out there. Why do they always look to the right for the next person to do it? We need to mobilize our military. We need to try to convince this one, that one. I don't want UN troops coming into my country and telling us, you have our support, we support you. The hell with the United Nations. I see any blue helmets coming in here and trying to disarm me or tell me how to live my American way of life, we're going to have a serious problem. Right or am I wrong here? Uh, well, we agree. Yeah, we agree. Waiting for, everybody's sitting around waiting for a miracle. Why don't they try being a miracle? Stand up yourself. Grow some backbone. Do something. For everybody else to well, do that's what we're trying to do. 
that's what we're trying to do, uh, Florida. We're trying to mobilize, but we have to have the American people uh, and the nucleus uh, behind them uh, constitutionally. I mean, we don't want to replace the Constitution, right? You can agree with that. Well, the foundations that we have to build upon, unless we have something new out there that's better, I'm all ears. But I don't, I don't see it. I don't hear it. So we have to go based upon our foundations, right? The Constitution's being systematically wiped out. It's being shredded. Yes, we're yes, not going to have we a can restore it. here before long. Yeah. The, Fourth, the Fourth Amendment is essentially dead, just to name one. They're after the First and Second Amendment. I could go on all day about the, the, the things that the leftist, communist, Marxist, socialist scumbags out there are trying to do to America, and everybody's sitting around, well, why don't we mobilize the National Guard? That's what the National Guard's there for. Why don't you mobilize? Well, that's what we wanted. That's what we're trying to do is to get the people to mobilize. But, but well, I'm trying. Well, the reason why we would need the National Guard, though, is is that or any other type of uh, military force is because we have to have order. You don't want chaos. You, do, I know you agree with that. You don't want mob rule. We I know it. that. We we got it. We're already living. We have systematic mob rule, systematic mob rule right now. But we don't have chaos right now in the streets. But we have systematic mob rule, I guess you could say. And and those crimes are being perpetrated by the by the people in D.C. Right, and and the people behind the D.C. machine, which you, like you referred to, uh, one of them was was Jewish or the Zionists out there, the bankers, and they're one they're a major part player, yes, and, and the Roman uh, Vatican Church, or they're in the New World Order. They're behind all this. Okay, so I'll agree with you there. Um, but but how do we how do we get this evil pushed out off the shores of America? How do we do it? Just us as individuals mobilizing. We can't take the law into our own hands individually. We have to have a collective body no, of citizens yeah, behind us. Right? We can do even These in that people respect, are afraid but... to even speak up, afraid to even exercise their First Amendment because they are afraid of the repercussions of what happens to them. And backbone is not something that we can install in people. We can't go out True. there and say, hey, Antifa's burning down a city out there. You conservatives need to go out there and stand up because I guarantee you they don't have the balls to do it. They're weak. Well, well, yeah, Bert is on to something here, Joe, and here's, here's what he's on to. Now, look, what I was talking about is going to take a while to organize and structure because it's going to take a while to set it up. It's going to take a while to get the people in, to get the legislation passed and all that. What he's talking about is something more immediate. What do we have in the United States by virtue of the First Amendment? we got the right of free association. You can associate in any lawful activity you want with anybody else. You can get any number of people together in anything you want to, any way you want to. You can even get together with them and practice military tactics, and you can learn how to fire weapons and everything else. You can have this group organized as long as you're not doing anything illegal. And if a time of emergency comes up, like people threaten to kill Supreme Court justices, similar to what Youngkin did in Virginia when the feds weren't doing anything to protect the justices, he appointed his own personnel in the state police to go protect them under Virginia law. But what People can do in each of the individual states and say, hey, we got this association, Governor, and there's a crisis right now, and we're just letting your office know, should you need us, we are available for you to deploy. And you got an absolute right of free association to do that without anybody telling you you can't. Well, we can't fix a problem when we can't even name the problem. Hey, everybody here would agree with that, right? Sure. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in order to name the problem, I'll name the problem. The problem is the Jew. 
I don't care what anybody says. They just busted people down here in my state, home state, down here in Orlando with Disney, of all the Jewish pedophiles out there that are making degeneracy the norm in America. They sponsor the LGBTQ community. They sponsor Black Lives Matter. They sponsor all these degenerate groups out there by stealing money from people, U.S. tax-paying citizens, and giving it to these people. That's why they're in our face all the time. And so that's a crime that's being perpetrated. What I just said. Oh, no, no, hang on. No, I'm going to agree with you. That's a crime being perpetrated. So we can follow the money and follow the paper trail, and that's a crime that has to be presented openly in the open forum, that, like this one, and then it has to be prosecuted. It has to be brought to justice. Now, we can't go out there and, 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 and attack innocent people that have nothing to do with it, but we have to convict or we have to prosecute the people that are, portray, that are perpetrating this crime you just talked about. That obviously is a crime. What is happening in Orlando? Well, so therefore, we have to rid, rid, rid Orlando. Orlando. They do. This is just Orlando. This stuff is happening all over the country. I'm just saying, this is just the tip of the iceberg where this is going on. Okay, we need to do more than just sit around and just name them. We need to go out there and we need to make it known that we're not going to take this crap sitting down and sitting around waiting on QAnon to come out, here comes Donald Trump out of the woods on his stallion horse to save everybody. Conservatives, get off your asses and quit acting like a bunch of cucks. <laughs> what they're acting like is cucks. Well, well this is the frustration out there. Somebody to fix yeah. their problems. Well, this is the frustration that a lot of people are, are feeling right now, and I, I could I could feel I, I totally agree with you. Donald Trump is it's not his duty to ride down from the heavens to save us. I agree with you there, but we do it. You do have to have people that speak and spread the message, though, and 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 he does have the voice of a majority of people. So even though I'm not saying numbers is the ally here, what I'm trying to say is that we have to have a platform to stand upon. And you said yes, go out, this is happening in a lot of other places, but Bert. We have to start someplace. Where do we start? We can't just get, just burst out of our, our houses and start yelling at the sky, punching up at the sky, and, and we're punching ghosts. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, who are we punching? Is who are we fighting? Right we got to, you know, well, who do we go after? Who do we go after? We have to go after. There has to be a. Uh, there has to. We have to have justice. We can't. You know. There has to be a. You know, I know, but but what is that title though? I mean, you know, we have to find the individuals doing this. We have to have evidence. We have to bring that evidence out in the open, and then we have we to, by the people's it, court, bro. convict them. No, I know that, but I'm just, what I'm saying it. is, this is what we're going to do. We have to convict them. Look what they do with Black Lives Matter. Look what they do with Antifa. They they book them into jail. They do an overnighter in jail, and then they let them off, and they no build the charges when they clearly violated the law. And you know why that's happening? Because the prosecutors are persuaded by Jews. Well, their money is behind the prosecutors in Chicago and New York City and Los Angeles. Yeah, we had a, there was a police officer that was murdered out there, and the guy got off on probation. You know, and yeah. and and you're absolutely correct. There was that guy was part of the uh, what that was like. What, what do you? My mind just went blank. The ADL was ADL. Is it? I forget. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Jewish organization. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He was a he was a member of that. So I see your point, and it angers people. I get that, but there's but there's a lot more also going on out there, and we have to restore our government. But how do we do it? How do we do it? Just going after one group is not going to solve the problem. You know that because evil's going to flourish. 
terrorists. We have to attack. We have to have a. Pl- we have to stand on something to go after all of this, and we have to bring the evidence to the people. the problem in Nazi Germany. It, it made Nazi Germany go from a country that was starving to death under the Treaty of Versailles. They were bankrupt. They had nothing. They were living out of suitcases and turned it into a world superpower in less than 10 years. Well, you don't think that we're going to repeat the same you don't think we're going to repeat the same thing though here now in 2022, right? I mean, certainly not going to, we're not going to repeat the same exact formula that was used back then, are we? But we have to open up we have to open up our arms and our eyes and our ears and use of that use the same formula but in a broader spectrum that brings in uh, uh, um, America's bigger than Germany. Certainly you can agree. And you, I know you support the constitution. So how do we go about, I mean, what in your, your eyes, I know you, you're out there, you're an activist, I know that, and, and you're out there on the streets fighting, I know that. And everyone that's listening right now needs to understand that. This guy's out there, he's on the front line, so he knows what's going on. But, but how do we get everyone involved to where we can get this out there and bring a collective body together and stand on what? Obviously, I, was, I, have, I, I know you support the Constitution. So how do we restore the Constitution, restore lawful de jure government? How do we do that? There's nothing to reinstall that, on it. The Constitution is still there. I want to respond to We still to have Joe. all these rights. We're, we're, okay. We have these rights. They haven't gone away. The problem is, is people aren't exercising because they're afraid. Nobody's saying that you can't go out there and exercise your First Amendment. The Second Amendment hasn't been taken away. You have these rights. The problem is, is the people are too cowardly to exercise them. And furthermore, okay. the rest of the world is making America look like garbage because they don't even have these rights in other countries, and they're going out there and doing it anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right, Governor Jim, you want a piece of that? Go ahead. Yeah. It's yeah, a good I conversation. To to Talking about it is, 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 you know, go ahead. It's good. I wanted to respond to Sarge, and he had a good idea. And, Sarge, your idea has already been implemented by very uh, prestigious people, Sheriff Mack, the CSPOA. If you're a supporter of Sheriff Mack, and you can go on there and become a supporter, uh, then that gives you access, free access into a, a national uh, militia site. And I know these people are well organized because they've reached out and, and contacted me. Excuse me, I got a thunderstorm going on in the background. And uh, that's okay. Uh, but so but anyway, Governor, I got to disagree with you on the is, Sheriff Mack thing. I got to disagree with you on the Sheriff Mack thing because I've called upon Sheriff Mack, and but I don't see any victories with Sheriff Mack right now. He's doing his own individual thing doing? that we were talking about. The same thing Bert's he's, doing. He's, he's giving us access into that organized militia at the grassroots level that's non-threatening as part of this CSPOA supporter, and so they're there as Sarge said letting law enforcement know that we're constitutional militia at their disposal. Anarchy. And their back. Yeah, yeah. Again, again. But, okay, Governor. At a local level, yeah. it's already happening. Okay. Okay. So good idea, Sarge. Okay. Uh, okay. No, okay. You're, you're right. But, but, again, some people are not seeing it, so maybe that's what we're doing here. We're starting to build the platform. But there's so many other platforms out there that are doing their own thing. And they, is, is numbers is what we're looking for? Is that what we're trying to do? Otherwise, people see, see and think there's anarchy? I mean, well, we need to remind for- people that the militia tradition is as old or older than the United States. We're not talking about something. We're not reinventing the wheel. 
We're doing something that this country had right up through the Spanish-American War. The militia was the foundation of the United States Armed Forces. Now, I understand that there are deficiencies in the militia. Even George Washington spoke about the deficiencies of the militia. But nobody ever said the militia wasn't necessary, even notwithstanding its difficulties. What we need to do is reacquaint the American people with their heritage, which part of which is the militia, which was the most significant part of the armed forces of the United States for a long, long time. Now, let me ask this question. Let's bring Bert, bring, I'll bring Bert into this. Okay, I go down to where Bert is. Bert says he has evidence that such and such happened, whatnot, or what have you. We organized the militia down there. How, let me present this question to anyone out there, not everybody at once, because we'll get everybody talking over each other. We present the evidence open on this platform or, or whatever platform, and we present it to the American people, and we find that crimes have been committed, say, in that one state or in that county. We have to start someplace. How do we bring it to justice? How do we bring it forward to prosecute? Uh, that's why my question with the military was so important in the beginning, and now we've spun off into individual issues or, or smaller problems that are really big problems that we can't get a hold of. So how do we get a hold of these problems without anarchy or without uh, 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 other issues getting involved? Let's Go ahead, history, Governor. Joe. And the way it was handled in World War II was Nuremberg. And so these crimes were made of record and discussed in public, and they're of record. And when Nuremberg occurs, then that much work is already documented. And so I don't think that, in essence, anything that we do in this field is going to do anything except, you know, the light shines and darkness flees. That's just the laws of nature, and nature's God, man. And it's all, but I don't think this darkness is going to flee, Governor. I don't think this – I think we're, we've got a bigger problem than, than what we had back years ago. Uh, uh, Sarge or Burt or, or anyone else who wants to jump in, how do we solve the problem? If we get 20, 50 people together or a mob rule like we had on January 6th, we're going to solve nothing. So how do you know we infiltrate we the airwaves? Do, if you're going to talk about doing this lawfully now and still within yep. the bounds of the Constitution, the states have – most states have the ability for citizens to form a grand jury independent of prosecutors. Prosecutors don't want okay. you to know it. you got to look up the law in your state. But in many of these states, they have a citizen's grand jury process. And people need to be made aware of it, and they need to make the utmost efforts to revive it if it's gone dormant. Citizens can okay. bring a grand jury proceeding, can bring an indictment, and force a prosecution of someone they think needs prosecuting, particularly a corrupt public official. Or anyone else, for that matter. Isn't so, that what okay, we did the grand jury. The 90s, Joe? That's what we, we, that's what we, we did, did and it's, but it fell apart. Yes, that's what we well, did in 2010. We're just looking we're to be able to We're back to waiting on somebody else to help us again. We keep yeah, exactly. Yes. Bert, see, that's where Bert's point comes in. We're waiting for someone else now to clean up the trash. We did, we did the legwork, the footwork, or we had shouted out to everybody, but we, and then we're looking around for someone else to, to do it because we can't, don't have the balls the or the willing to sacrifice. For a second, Joe. I'll tell you what, All right. the, the reason the I'm in this battle is because I know that I'm with like-minded Americans the red <laughs> Yeah, that thunderstorm there, you just got struck, maybe. <laughs> Go ahead, Bert. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bert. Well, Governor, I think it was mentioned the Nuremberg trials. And what did we learn from the Nuremberg trials? Absolutely nothing. 
nothing is what we learned from well, I hope we did. We Otherwise, it's going to happen again. We had a bunch well. of Nazis that were around saying that they're doing their jobs, that they were following orders, and they were strung up and hung for it. You know how many stupid FBI agents and local police, sheriff's department, name your, your um, criminal institution that are sitting around saying the same damn thing that the Nazis said 80 years ago? Uh, yeah, we're just doing our job. I'm in total agreement. Doing my yep. job. I'm in total agreement. You don't have to convince me. I'm in total agreement. <laughs> and I understand Man. about the Kazarians, and I understand about the Ukraine, and I understand about all that world stuff when it comes on that platform. And you're absolutely yeah. correct. But I hope we do learn something, and I think this time we're going to clean house and do it more efficiently well, someone and put something. Someone put something, Governor, in the chat room that I will read here. It's very, it's, it sounds pretty good, actually. Uh, how is this so bad, anarchy in political science and the study of international relations and the absence of any authority superior to nation states and capable of attributing their uh, disputes and enforcing international law? Uh, that statement right there, we should clarify a little more on it, but it sounds it sounds basically what what he's what he's uh, what he's saying there is is basically what we have to understand and we have to bring to to, uh, to the forefront, and I guess that's what we're trying to do here. But again, we have we have a group here that has, and I have other people here, but I'm skeptical about uh, connecting. And a couple of people don't want to be brought on; they're just listening, and they're from the military. Actually, uh, I have three people listening from the military. Uh, three, two, two people, excuse me, that are listening from the military branch of the military, and uh, that I asked that were around back in 2010, um, that that are interested in what we're talking about. But we hit the nail on the head. The civilians have no authority to call upon the military, but we have the Militia, but then again, you start mobilizing militia down in Florida or North Carolina or Georgia or where have you. You're going to get the FBI and the feds flashbanging their or house Michigan. and arresting them. Yeah, yeah. Or Michigan. Michigan is another good example. We go to look what happened to my friend Barry Croft and everybody. They got set up, and then they're sitting in a county jail for two and a half years, waiting to be uh, uh, brought to trial. You know, and who's coming to their rescue? Nobody. So I think that that, that means, Bert, and then that, that Bert, that's where I gotta say people are a little saying. nervous about. Yep. You know. Go ahead. Well, Let we me don't need a that, militia you know. to do this stuff. All we need um, is people to grow backbone, plain and simple. That crooked FBI agent, that so-called federal officer up there, Special Agent Trapp, who was a swinger and a degenerate and choked his wife and was arrested by the local sheriff's office up there in Michigan trashed the whole case, and it was later found out that the FBI was the ones that instigated the entire thing and said that they wanted yeah. to be a militia, kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor up there, the standing governor, and bring her before a militia, and it was the the entire uh, thing with the Constitution. You know, right to uh, um, a trial, speedy trial, the whole kit and caboodle, and the whole thing got swept under the carpet because it didn't work out for the filthy FBI. They are dirty. Yeah. Hey, did you hear the latest about this document dump from this confidential human source the FBI had with the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers on January 6th? And this confidential human source told the FBI that not only did the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers not participate in any uh, uh, riotous behavior, they actively sought to mitigate it and prevent people from destroying property and injuring people and to de-escalate everything. And the source told the FBI... And they went ahead and prosecuted them anyway. Same thing with Charlottesville. Looking, Same right thing now, happened I'm in Charlottesville. I'm looking at a transcript you know? and a summary of the confidential human source reporting. 
And it seems to me like Christopher Ray, in a, a totally unlawful prosecution, which is probably why they canceled the Thursday, January 6th hearing, because they know that's what Steve Bannon is going to talk about, because he knows about it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. But okay, Steve Bannon, Sarge, and all these people, these players. Okay, we're 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 there up up there on another level than we are. We're down here in the real world. We're down here talking. You know, we you know. So we're what we're trying to do is again for the new people that are tying in and listening is where what we're doing is this is an introductory show to what we're going to present to the people out there the crimes that are being committed against the American people and exposing the the I guess the agenda and the new world order. And we already have thirteen charges uh, against. Against uh, figures and uh, de facto uh, uh, corporate leaders, uh, these criminals that we call politicians, and the government itself. And we're bringing this and presenting the case to the American people. But it, what, what I would like to see done is I'd like to see this executed and the lawful du jour republic restored lawfully. And it can be done. But we're searching for ideas. And look, I'm not a king here. Bert's not a king. Sarge's not a king. The governor's not a king out there in Colorado. Uh, Roger, uh, you're not a king. You know, we don't have all the answers. We need everyone else out there to come together, and, and we don't need 25 people storming a capital. We can't have 5,000 people storming a capital. It doesn't work that way. It's not going to work that way. And so I'm searching for – I'm grasping for answers and how we can do this lawfully. The citizens cannot call upon the military. Okay, we answered that question tonight. But, again, the military – That's all anybody's got to do. Look at the religion. It's let me, right yeah. in let me the give Bible. you an answer. Let me give you an answer, Go ahead. Joe. Go ahead, go ahead, Jim. The military, the military, in the long run, lives and dies for of and of and by the people because they're us. And what we need to do is we have pre- presented a platform for everybody to agree upon, which is real simple: the Constitution before which uh, the corporation took over in 1871, and up through the 12th Amendment, the 13th Amendment. They don't want to listen to. Is lawyers can't be politicians, so they they changed that. So we we're good up through the twelfth. There's nobody I know that wants to join arms with somebody that doesn't agree with what they are fighting for, and that in our arena is the Constitution up and through the twelfth amendment. So well, well okay. you know, we when I, when I married my earlier together, discussion about the chain of command. I mean, I was just giving you all what up the legal aspect Let me finish. Let me finish. Guys, guys, Uh, can't uh, talk over each other. I know, but you paused. This platform's already recognized in international law. We are the receivers of the bankrupt corporation in the corporate world, in the the world of uh, world law. And so... Why wouldn't the American people just want to step up and come together and swear allegiance to the flag and to the republic that we all agree on? That's our foundation, and this is where we come to exercise the rule of law. But one person can't exercise the rule of law. But if we all come together in agreement under what we're all talking about and wanting and just do it, it would be done. 
in mass. Yeah, I but mean, what, what, what will be done, Jim? Jim, the same gridlock happened, Jim. The same gridlock will be at uh, Sarge, where, where he's at, uh, Roger, uh, uh, Bert down in Florida. You know, uh, the other people that I got listening across the country, uh, get done. What's going to get done? We hang up the phone here tonight, we go back to our lives, and we turn on the news, and we see the crimes being perpetrated against us. When is action going to be taken? When, you know, it's going to be that's done what, uh, on, on the world stage. Hey, Joe. On the world real, real stage, quick. the the you, lights have come on, and number, the people are like taking responsibility of their future. Yeah, hang on, hang on, Jim, hang on. Uh, I, I didn't hear you. What'd you say there, um, uh, Bert? You, you you've got a block number on there. It's handsome truth from the GDL. He'd like to speak. Uh, he was there. I don't know where he went. He's got to press one. Okay. Uh, He's calling in from a 415, he said. He just messaged okay, me. Okay, uh, all right, I see him. I'm going to patch him on through. It's a, no, there he is. Okay. He probably didn't know. you got to press 1. Okay, I'm going to patch him on through, and uh, welcome to the podcast here. Go ahead. Hey, I'm a first-time caller, and uh, I go by Handsome Truth, and I have a platform called TV, where it, uh, we specifically expose the people that are behind the New World Order which is the Jew world order. And I think that the problem that we have with not advancing in this fight is that too many people are too cowardice to speak of the enemy. So most people don't understand who the enemy is. We use the terms like globalist, one percenter, banker, and all these these terms that aren't direct enough to make people understand that the Jewish people have been waging war on Europeans for centuries, and they're trying to wipe us out. And what we have okay. to do, and what we have to do, what I'm doing with my group of guys across the country, over 33 states right now for eight months straight, we've been doing flyer drops, uh, making headlines on CNN, um, Israeli Times, um, New York Times, all over the board, news stories, day in, day out. And that's delivering the message about these Jews as far as every facet of mass migration, uh, Joe Biden's cabinet, gun control, abortion, um, the media. We're working on a Federal Reserve one next, and we are passing these out and distributing them to normies because a lot of normies aren't going to find a place like my website or Blog Talk or uh, YouTube's done. They're not going to go to BitChute. They're not going to go look for these alternative platforms. So what we have to do is we have to take back the media, and it's going to take work, and we have to get rid of this whole technological thinking of uh, this digital ghetto that these Jews have put us in, and we have to put in the work. And that's that's my solution of how we okay. have to change. Uh, okay. Can I ask you a question, yeah. though? Can I ask you a question? I agree sure. with you wholeheartedly. Uh, but but is the Jew? Uh, there, but there's also many other facets of the New World Order. You have the Roman Vatican Church also involved, uh, the uh, the Jesuits. Uh, and I agree with you on the Jewish New World Order. I've studied that. And and yes, they're the facets. They that they control the money, the entertainment industry. Yes. Uh, but I I don't want to get in. But you know what happens? You know it because you'll get attacked. I'm sure you. 
been attacked like this. You get you get labeled uh, the the, the uh, racist or or uh, or white supremacist and and or or what have you. We're not trying. Uh, what I'm trying to say is, I would like to attack evil. I'd like to label it as evil. You said we use these terms, banker and whatnot. I understand what you're saying with Jew, and I agree with you. The Jews are a lot behind uh, a lot of this that's going on. I wouldn't say every single facet of the New World Order. There's no way they could be because they have co- they have co-conspirators that are working with them. I'm sure you can agree with that. So how do we go after all these uh, evil people? Are you Christian? Uh, I'm a Baptist, a Christian. I don't like to use labels or terms like that, but I I, I believe in God. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Do you know Jesus said in Revelation 3, 9? Uh, as far as the uh, the gener- uh, father of uh, oh, was it the uh, generation of uh, Satan, correct? I, I don't have the verse. Synagogue of Satan. There you go. Synagogue of Satan. Synagogue of Satan. Those who yes. say they are Jews but aren't, they are the they are the father of the devil. The devil. So if you believe in God, what's the opposite of God? The devil. Who's trying to enslave everyone in a very uh, demonic way? The devil. Who is the synagogue of Satan? Joe, I've said this before. people that say that they're Jews. Go go ahead. I've said this before a hundred times. If you just want to look and see who rules you, take a good look at who you're not allowed to insult. Yeah. No, I I, I I agree. I can talk about Jesuits. I can talk about Jesuits and not lose my YouTube channel. I can talk about Jesuits and not be attacked by Antifa. I can talk about Jesuits and keep, keep my PayPal. I can talk about Jesuits and keep my job. The minute I start talking about Jews, my house gets threatened to get burned down. My house gets uh, spray-painted by Jews, mm-hmm. Antifa, which was a Jewish uh, militia in Weimar, Germany, right? Um, yep. And uh, I, can't, I can't bank anymore because I'm talking about Jews, you know, the, these people that where they have a genocide, a so-called genocide that's illegal to question in 18 countries – you can't question the Holocaust or you go to jail for four years in Europe? These people. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, caller. I'm not disagreeing, and I appreciate you calling in. I'll give you as much time to speak as possible. But, again, but, but don't we want to go after all the evil? We don't want to just root out one group of evil people, even, even if they are the head of the cabal, even if they are the, the cartel themselves, but because we know other facets of evil uh, are uh, even within the people of uh, 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 Puerto Ricans, whites, what have you. I don't want to single out one group and say they're it. We know there's evil in all groups, right? Now, I'm not disagreeing with you, but don't, shouldn't we agree to go after all the evil out there? Well, everyone that, that's in on it should be punished, but, I mean, the Jews have been expelled from 109 nations over 1,030 times. Now, if you had a bank robber in your neighborhood and he had been arrested 1,030 times, don't you think he'd be the main suspect? <laughs> yeah, Unless you live in the United States. <laughs> well, yeah. we got to admit there's some encouraging pushbacks against this, what, however you wish to term it, whether you think this is a, uh, primarily a Jewish phenomenon or whether it's a globalist phenomenon. we got Sri Lanka, 
you got the Netherlands, you got to some extent France, you got what's going on with pushback with these individuals who are pushing back against critical race theory and uh, the transgender and uh, the homosexual activist agenda. And all over the world, you're beginning to see signs of a pushback against this. It was interesting to note that they had a genuine insurrection in Sri Lanka, and the army yeah. sat in the barracks. They still haven't come out of their barracks yet. Right. So, I mean, I mean, look, the signs are there. And when I was talking earlier about the mechanism of the chain of command, you got to understand, I'm talking about what it is legally and under the existing rules. I'm not speaking to the individual consciences of every individual soldier. Now, I, I, I am less confident in the armed forces of today doing the right thing now would be against the armed forces of the yesteryear who really understand the constitutional balance because most of the people in there have gone through academia and college and they've been corrupted by their Marxist professors and teachers. But there are still many of them in the armed forces with their individual conscience and there's no telling how it would shake out if everything was to go to hell in the handbasket and everything had to start shaking down. Well, I'd like to ask that caller. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, he said Marxist. Do we know what what Karl Marx was? Yeah, he's a self-hating Jew. A self-hating Jew. Okay. Oh, he hated Jews. He said it repeatedly in his writings. Hmm. He despised his own people. He was sick. He was a psychopath. So I actually like self-hating Jews. It's really the ravings of a demented mind. Well, yeah, he wrote he wrote the what ten planks of communism, twelve planks of communism, something like that. The Das Kapital, so. the Communist Manifesto, in in private mm-hmm. letters he wrote to many people. He spoke of his loathing for being a Jew and everything else. I mean, he was a conflicted and troubled man. And the philosophy he came up with has to be one of the most evil philosophies ever conceived. So well, I'll tell you what. I got a question. Go, go ahead, caller. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I was just I was just wondering uh, have you guys looked at the 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 covid agenda do you guys think that it's evil or do you guys support these vaccines Oh, I would never support any vaccination whatsoever. Uh, uh, Bert should know that but hell no, no vaccination hey, period. John, can I say something to that? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead Roger. I'm sorry, Roger. Roger from Indiana. Go ahead. Um, when that first started being talked about bunch of us in the Republic began to study some of that. We already knew an awful lot about Fauci. Uh, Fauci is a Jesuit. Uh, his oath is to kill as many human beings as possible that aren't Catholic. That's his oath as a Jesuit. Huh. Um, okay. Now, um, what we found out about early on about the vaccine was that it had viper venom in it. That was the first thing we heard. Uh-huh. Now they're doing autopsies on individuals who just fall over dead for no reason. And they get uh-huh. these snake-like, look like almost like noodles that come out of their bloodstream. Right. And they're attached. And when you put them under a microscope, they've got scales that look like a snake-type scale. But you have right. to look at it through the, the uh, microscope to see it. The graphene oxide that's in it, 
I mean, everything about yeah. that vaccine shot, everything is all geared for the mark, what we would consider the mark of the beast, the controlling element, right. the G5 network, all of that. Nothing about that shot is what it says it's supposed to do. Those who have taken it, I got family members who have mm-hmm. all boosted up and everything, they continuously get sick. I like to ask 415 what his take is on that, because he brought it up. I just wanted to hear what he had to say. And, uh, you know, I do okay, su- I'll, support I'll, uh, I'll, a lot of what the Republican the Constitution su- supports with National Socialism and uh, National Socialist ideas, a 25-point uh, plan there. I believe that it can coincide with the Republic and the Constitution, that there has to be a future. We have to move forward somehow working together, because right now what we have is dead. Obviously, but uh, uh, but go ahead, call four one five. You brought that up about the shot. Okay. We can talk about that later. You, you maybe can me, you, you can call me HD. I go by Handsome Truth. I'm a I'm a very censored uh, HD. Okay, HD. Uh, okay, sorry. New namer. I was just I'm just reading the room because I you know the first thing that I heard out of this gentleman's mouth was Jesuit, right? And that's where I was five years ago. You know, kind of between the Jesuits, the Masons, or the Jews or Zionism, right? I was dancing around. And it was really one of those things where I had to break. I had to break through. I started. I kept researching. I watched 9/11 Missing Links. I found out the Jewish involvement of, of 9/11. 60 Israelis arrested. King David Hotel. Then I started learning about the USS Liberty. Now these weren't Jesuits. These were Jews doing this to our own country. And then I started looking at the COVID agenda. CDC director, Jewish. CDC deputy director, Jewish. CDC chief of staff, Jewish. CDC medical officer, Jewish. CDC director, Washington office, Jewish. Uh, the COVID czar, Jewish, COVID senior advisor, Jewish, uh, HHS secretary, Jewish, uh, HHS assistant health secretary, Jewish, head of Pfizer, Jewish, Pfizer chief scientist, Jewish, Moderna chief scientist, Jewish, BlackRock CEO, Jewish, BlackRock president, Jewish, Vanguard CEO, uh, Jewish, Perlman School of Medicine, where they created the vaccine, Jewish, chief scientist of uh, Gamalea Institute, Jewish, Director of Gamalea Institute, Jewish, Chief Medical Officer Johnson & Johnson, Jewish, Chief Medical Officer of Merck, Jewish, Executive Chairman of World Economic Forum, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Klaus Schwab, Jewish, Head Advisor of the World Economic Forum, Yavul Noah Yahari, Jewish. So a 2% minority controlling 98% of the distribution and manufacturing of this vaccine is not Jesuits. It's Jewish. No, but Fauci is. Fauci's a talking head. He went to school. Fauci is a talking head, though. He has no power. He's yeah. a talking head. He has no power. He's like, he's like Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden. He's Joe Biden of the vaccines. No, I agree with you, but I'll tell you what, though, a lot of the money, though, a lot of the money, though, if you look at the money and the trail of the money that comes from the central bankers and the Rothschilds and whatnot, you know, you have to you have to start looking back to the European uh, Rothschild, I mean, Jewish Rothschilds and the the, uh, uh, Vatican Church also, because a lot of the money and the gold, that's where it is, you know, and they get back to Jewish world order during World War One and two. Okay, just by Jews. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100%. I got another caller here, 509, wants to get on. Then I'll tell you what, I'll give everybody closing thoughts. So you got a few minutes, everybody, because I got about, about 10 people here wanting to talk. So give everyone closing thoughts. How about that? Because we got to start wrapping it up. So, I mean, 509 wants to jump in here. Go ahead, 509. 
Hey, it's me, Eddie. I've been listening to uh, everything that's being discussed, and I, you know what? I gotta agree with HT and Bert 100%. You know, we know what the problem is and who the problem is. Why are we fucking debating it? This we're not Congress. You know, we're we're not gonna do a six month debate while while shit gets worse and nothing changes. We know who the culprits are. We know who's responsible. We know who's aiding and abetting, right? We, we know the politicians that are, you know, sold their souls to Israel, right? But, so, Eddie, if we gather a police force, said, Eddie, if we gather a police force, Eddie, and say, go attack all the Jews, the rest of the world would slaughter us. So how would, you know, yeah, it would just wouldn't work. You know that. Well, well how, how? How would they do that when, when whenever they have a revolution in their country, we interfere? I, I understand I think that. The rest of the world, I think the rest of the world would look at the United States and go, it's about fucking time. Well done. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a a big advocator uh, of violence by no means. I do not advocate violence. But there is only so much bullshit a group of people can take before before it causes a a, a cause and effect, right? And and just like uh, last year during Trump's uh, administration, during the last COVID, American Relief COVID bill, Right, that passed through Congress. Nobody has yet been able to explain to me why in an American COVID relief bill that's supposed to help Americans, $500 million went to Israel's missile defense program. How the fuck does that make sense? Uh, Eddie, Eddie, but on the podcast, I don't want to get kicked off of blog talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to call in and and give my two no, I got there. you, man. I got you. But you, I know, I know what you, I know where you're coming from. I know, I got it. <laughs> no, I, I know. Right, guys, I know you know care. your stuff. <laughs> no, I know that. But uh, man, no, I agree with it. Five hundred million dollars. You know, uh, that that's a crime in itself. The money, but that's the Federal Reserve's fake printing press, and that's another crime against the American people. So what do we do, and how do we decipher this? You know, I. I, I I, like I said, we analyze one group of people, but really it's, it's okay. They're the head of the cabal, but okay, we analyze the problem. We we fingered the problem. Now, how do you build a case to present out there? Because you have to present the case and, and articulate it in a way that everybody's going to accept it. Otherwise, you're going to have a mob rule. You're going to have chaos. Surely you guys can understand that. Uh, uh, for one, uh, HD, the logical uh, thing how do you get everybody on board? Name the problem. First uh, basic step to, in any rehabilitation sure. program, it, you have to be able to admit that there's a problem. Most people today, particularly everything right of center, doesn't have the the balls, integrity, their fortitude, if you will, to stand up and say that the Jews are screwing us. They won't say it. They're afraid of their pathetic little lifestyles being taken away from them. If they only realized how much better they would have it if they quit taking it down and getting screwed by the Jews. You cut the head off the snake, the body will die. All right. I want to give everybody close. You guys say what you want at the end here, uh, a couple minutes. I've got enough time for everybody to take like four minutes because uh, that's how many people I got here okay. who want to speak here at the end. I'll go right up from the top to the end. And everybody speak freely. Don't interrupt nobody, please. Otherwise, I'll have to mute you. Uh, 970, Jim, you go first. Go ahead. Thank you, Joe. You know, the solution's in the law and doing everything lawfully and peacefully and for the benefit of humanity. That being said, I encourage everybody to go to our website 
Republic for the United States of America dot org. Read our declaration of sovereign intent and claim an interest on the assets of the corporation and understand the lawful process that is necessary in the world to regain control of what our forefathers gave us. And this is how we begin lawfully and peacefully and implement these ideas with the authority and recognition of backing of the rest of the world. I think that it might be worth discussing at a later date the possibility of mounting an organized campaign to line item in a vote on their ballot sheets to restore the republic and make that a a big drive for these upcoming elections. And if we, as the American people, stand in mass and these new computer counters and honest uh, election officials uh, report those findings, obviously the military will listen. And with that, I'll yield. All right. Roger, 765, go ahead, man. I'm going right down the line. Everybody's going to get a chance here. Uh, You know, guys, I hear the word Jew mentioned an awful lot, not just here, but everywhere else. And I can't help but wonder, did all these guys come from the tribe of Judah? Because that's what a Jew is. There are 11 other tribes. So that was my point number one. Point number two, what we are attempting to do here is use their own code and statutes against them and show the people the crimes that they are committing, compare it to U.S. Code, Chapter 18, which is the crimes and uh, punishments against the, the people and the government. And when we do that, then we are showing the people not just the crimes and the corruption they're doing, but in their own law how they are breaking it. So they're definitely not taking care of us. That's point number two. And point number three is, Joe, I want to thank you for uh, allowing us to even do this on your podcast, man, Uh, over the, uh, I don't know, the last 15 years maybe. You have given the people a wealth of information. You've given them the ability to speak their minds, a lot of truth. A lot of anger, a lot of, you know, everything has come out on your podcast, which is the right of the people to do. So thank you for allowing us to present this. It's going to at least be 13 to 15 weeks, the way I see it now. I think it's going to be interesting. A lot of people are going to get a lot of information because we're not just talking about the crimes. We're talking about the people behind it, who they are and where they come from. So I hope that answers everybody's questions. Joe, Thank you, you, Roger. I appreciate that. And I appreciate that, Roger. Go ahead, Sarge. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Uh, yeah, it's been a very interesting discussion tonight. Uh, and, look, I, I would like to resolve these problems, and I admit they are immense. The corruption is beyond anything I ever imagined I'd see in the various governing levels of the United States of America. I, I expect a certain amount of corruption because it's hand-in-hand with the nature of politics. And, okay, we expect a certain level. But it's metastasized beyond any reasonable expectation of corruption. It is, beyond, it, it is in, 
every single agency and bureaucracy, particularly of the federal government, and in many, if not most, of the state governments, it is really god-awful. Now, I'm hoping it can be rectified to, I don't know, a normal level of corruption without undue bloodshed or turmoil or anarchy. It is my earnest hope and prayer that it can be. But there's a line that resounds to me from the Declaration of Independence, and it's the last line in the Declaration of Independence where the 56 framers of that declaration said, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. I think everybody's going to have to be prepared in the final analysis to do exactly that if we wish to maintain and restore the Constitutional Republic. I'm hoping it could be done by looking to the Constitution and its remedies and also acknowledging the fact that, like, I haven't seen, maybe since the Reagan administration, the American people are awakening to what's been going on for the last, really, 60 years, like maybe never before. And I think they're prepared with a tide of their votes to begin, and it'll be only the beginning of the end, to begin turning back this insane, lunatic, demagogic, tyrannical totalitarianism that's not only coming from our own bad actors, from actors around the world with the Great Reset and the World Economic Forum and all the rest of them. And no matter what their ethnic background, whomever they are standing in the way, we've got to remove them, all of them, the Jews, the Gentiles, every one of them. They've got to be extirpated or we will not know liberty again in our lifetimes or the lifetimes of our posterity. All right, Bert, go ahead, man. Well, I honestly don't think we can vote our way out of this. I think those days are long since past. So, I mean, uh, I like the system. It's democracy. But I think Mussolini summed it up best. America does not know what's best for them. People in America will see that one day. Everybody thinks that democracy is a great thing. It's a fallacy. And we'll see that someday. Uh, I'm paraphrasing that. But, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, people don't know what's good for them. And right now we've got a pack, a giant pack of fleas that are killing the dog. And I cannot sit there and get on board with Judah. We named, uh, I think he, the governor said, 12 tribes of Judah. We can sit here and name off all the tribes, whether it's Hasidic, uh, whether it's uh, Orthodox. Uh, I see disgusting things going on in the name of religion and baby penis sucking just being the tip of the iceberg. These people are sick. They're disgusting. They're degenerate. I don't care what anybody says about it, um, and any good American out there would stand up and say anti-Semitism is rising just in my own state, if that's what you want to call it, anti-Semitism. It's a 50%, 5-0% in the state of Florida, and it is rising because people are realizing every day how awful these people are. Are they exclusively the problem? I agree with Joe on that, 300%. But they are 85% of the problem. I'd be willing to say that. You get them out of the picture, things are going to get a lot better for Americans. But right now, the fleas are killing the dog. That's all I got, Joe. Thanks for letting me speak. Hey, thanks, Bert. I appreciate it. And uh, before 415 gets on there, HD, uh, I'd like to talk to you after the podcast. Uh, you don't mind if I give you a call? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right, man. Go that's ahead. Yeah. Closing thoughts. Go ahead. The floor is yours. All right. My name is Handsome Truth. I run a website streaming platform called GoyimTV.com. TV, G-O-Y-I-M-T-V dot TV. The Jewish ADL has taken down our website. We have it back up because we have servers in different countries that support free speech other than here in America. 
And what I believe is that we have a problem here. Uh, we have all these people believing in democracy. Democracy is two wings of Judaism. It is rabbinical Judaism, and it is Kabbalah Judaism, right? We're stuck in the middle with Jews. The ADL, Anti-Defamation League, which was founded to protect a Jewish child-raping pedophile named Leo Frank, who married Mary Fagan and tried to blame it on a black man, um, is working hand-in-hand with your FBI, CIA, ATF, local law enforcement, and let me just read a quick little quote from the former ADL director named Abe Foxman. He says, quote, I speak of the death of the white race, the complete removal of all means of reproduction of the so-called Aryan race. Men, we now control the destiny of this race. It is now time to make sure the white race becomes extinct through miscegenation and having virtually zero birth rate. We have all enjoyed the vision repeated all over this world today while the last wild children playing with the little dark children and knowing that they are being set up for their eventual destruction, we can ruin the ancient pure bloodline of the Aryan child by convincing him or her of altruism of begetting interracial children. We must expose the race mixing of the urban centers to the suburbs and rural areas of this country. More aggressive programs to integrate these areas are now underway through HUD. It is worth any price to annihilate the next generation of white children. We want every white father to feel the sting of having their children marry colored mates and produce biracial children. The Jews brought the slaves here through the transatlantic slave trade. 100% of the slave trade was Jewish. White people are taking the fall for this. We're falling for this multiculturalism Jewish experiment. We're destroying our race. We're too scared to call out the Jews, and we're depending on a piece of paper written, by, written I don't know how long ago, my constitution. Give me a break. The Jews know that nothing changes through pen and paper. The only way it changes is through bloodshed. So stop having the boomer mentality and get ready for national socialism. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, I gave you the funny blog talk uh, host will give you the floor like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, except for Bert here, here. back in the day, right? <laughs> but, uh, hey, yeah, everybody. We... I was getting a little too popular. <laughs> hey, but anyway, uh, Sarge, thank you as always. Uh, and uh, uh, Bert and uh, the governor there out in Colorado. And uh, until the next podcast, listen, this is what we're, where we're at. If we're going to express ourselves, this platform is here. And and everyone does know me, and you know tens of thousands of people follow me and and follow my show. So listen, I'm here for you guys. I'm here with you, and I'm here about freedom and liberty and justice. So if the Jews are behind this, then we're going to eliminate the Jews and, and and root them out of this government and out of this country. Okay, and and I'll listen. I'm standing up for truth. And I do stand for the republic. Bert knows that. I stand up for the republic. I do pledge myself to the republic and the republic for which it stands. That's it. And uh, I love this country, and I love America. I served, and I will serve this republic. So uh, I like what's going on, just like you guys. But I'm willing, I'm willing to fight and die for this republic. 
So, and I respect you guys too, and I'm sure you guys are too. So, uh, with that, I want to say thank you so much for at least tuning in and listening. And I'm glad I was able to give you guys a voice here tonight, and everybody. So, with that, good night, everybody. Take care. <laughs>